last, perhaps, of this rare Amontillado, whilst I tell you the strange story of my friend, my late friend, Fortunato. thousand injuries of Fortunato I'd borne as I best could, but when he ventured upon insult, I vowed revenge. You, who so well know the nature of my soul, will not suppose, however, that I gave utterance to a threat. At length, I would be avenged. This was a point definitively settled, but the very definitiveness with which it was resolved precluded the idea of risk. I must not only punish, but punish with impunity. A wrong is unredressed when retribution overtakes its redresser. It is equally unredressed when the avenger fails to make himself felt as such to him who has done the wrong. <clears throat> it must be understood that neither my word nor deed had I given Fortunato cause to doubt my goodwill. I continued, as was my wont, to smile in his face as he did not perceive that my smile now was at the thought of his immolation. He had a weak point, this Fortunato, although in other regards he was a man to be respected and even feared. He prided himself on his connoisseurship in wine. Few Italians have the true virtuoso spirit. For the most part, their enthusiasm is adopted to suit at the time and opportunity to practice imposture upon the British and Austrian millionaires. In painting and gemmary, Fortunato, like his countrymen, was a quack. But in the matter of old wines, he was sincere. In this respect, I did not differ from him materially. I was skilful in the Italian vintages myself, and bought largely whenever I could. It was about dusk, one evening during the supreme madness of the carnival season, that I encountered my friend. He accosted me with excessive warmth for he had been drinking much. The man wore motley. He had on a tight-fitting, party-striped dress, and his head was surmounted by the conical cap and bells. I was so pleased to see him that I thought I should never have done wringing his hand. Oh, dear, <laughs> Fortunato! You are luckily met! How remarkably well you're looking today. <coughs> I seek your advice, for I have received a cask of what passes for Amontillado, and I have my doubts. Amontillado? A cask? Impossible! And in the middle of the carnival? I, I have my doubts, and... I was silly enough to pay the full Amontillado price without consulting you in the matter. You were not to be found, and I was fearful of losing a bargain. <coughs> Amontillado. I have my doubts. Amontillado. I must satisfy them. Amontillado. Oh, as you are engaged, I, I'm on my way to Lucchese. If anyone has a critical turn, it is he. He will tell me. Lucchese! Cannot tell Amontillado from Sheriff. And yet, some fools will have it that his taste is a match for your own. Come, let us go. Whither? 
to your vault. My friend, no. No, I will not impose upon your good nature. I perceive you have an engagement. Lucchese, I'm I sure... I have no engagement. Come. My friend, no. It is not the engagement, but the severe cold with which I perceive you are afflicted. The vaults are insufferably damp. They are encrusted with nitre. Let us go, nevertheless. The cold is merely nothing. Amontillado. You have been imposed upon, and as for Lucchese, he cannot distinguish Sherry from Amontillado. speaking, Fortunato possessed himself of my arm, putting on a mask of black silk and drawing an arocca layer closely about my person, I suffered him to hurry me to my palazzo. There were no attendants at home. They had absconded to make merry in honour of the time. I had told them that I should not return until the morning, and had given them explicit orders not to stir from the house. These orders were sufficient, I well knew, to ensure their immediate disappearance, one and all, as soon as my back was turned. Come, my friend. Oh, winds. Here, take this flower. It will be dark down these stairs. And take care to bow your head under the arches. This passage will be leading to, at length to my Oh, I fear that it will be damp down here. Too damp for you, perhaps. You seem unsteady. Here, let me support you with my hand. <laughs> the wine of the carnival. It is so easy to indulge our passion for the great. <laughs> you yourself, Fortunato, must have found many great vintages that met your approval. Ah, here, at last, we are in the catacombs of the Montresor. from these cavern walls. Nitre. <coughs> Nitre. <coughs> how, long you, how long have you had this cough? <coughs> nothing. No, come, we, we will go back. Your health is precious. You are rich, respected, admired, beloved. <coughs> You are happy, as once I was. You are a man to be missed. For me, it is no matter. We will go back. You will be ill, and I cannot be responsible. Besides, there is the chasing. Yeah, yeah. The cough is a mere nap. It will not kill me. I shall not <coughs> die of a cough. True. True, and indeed I had no intention of alarming you unnecessarily, but you should use all proper caution. Ah, 
after this Madoc will defend us from the damps. This will meet with your approval, I don't doubt. It has lain here for these last 20 years. Here, let me take the neck off. Drink, but be wary of the dust. Best to tip it straight back into your mouth. I drink to the buried that repose around us. <laughs> and I to your long life. <laughs> that I can take your own. These vaults are extensive. Oh, the Montresor were a great and numerous family. <coughs> I forget your arms. A huge human foot door in a field azure. The foot crushes a serpent rampant whose fangs are embedded in the heel. And the motto? Nemo me impune necessit. No one attacks me with impunity. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. These are the stairs. Mind, mind your step here. These are very steep. Be careful of the Fortunato. Take my arm. Take my arm. Mind yourself. It's very dark here. Not long now. Do you need to pause? Here we are. sparkled in his eyes and the bells jingled. My own fancy grew warm within the dark. We had passed through walls of piled bones with casks and puncheons intermingling into the inmost recesses of the catacombs. I paused again, and this time I made bold to seize Fortunato by an arm above the elbow. The nighter! See, it increases! It hangs like moss upon the vaults. We are below the river's bed. The drops of moisture trickle among the bones. Come, we will go back ere it's too late. Your, your cough is too, too bad. Enough. Let us go on. But first, another draught of the medal. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> flashed with a fierce light. He laughed and threw the bottle <laughs> upwards with a gesticulation I did not understand. <laughs> I looked at him in surprise. He repeated the movement, a grotesque... <laughs> Comrade, not I. Then you are not 
of the Brotherhood. You are not of the Masons. Yes, yes I am, yes, yes. You, impossible, a Mason. A Mason indeed. through a range of low arches, descended, passed on, and finally arrived at a deep crypt in which the foulness of the air caused our flambeau rather to glow than flame. Stay with me, Fortunata. This <coughs> is my vault. Three sides of this interior crypt are still ornamented in this manner. From the fourth, the bones have been thrown down and lay promiscuously upon the earth, forming at one point a mound of some size. Within the wall thus exposed by the displacing of the bones, we perceived a still interior recess. In depth, around four feet, in width three, in height six or seven. It seemed to have been constructed for no special use within itself, but merely formed the interval between two of the colossal supports of the roof of the catacombs and was backed by one of their circumscribing walls of solid granite. It was in vain that Fortunato, uplifting his dull torch, endeavoured to pry into the depths of the recess. Its termination, the feeble light did not enable us to see. Proceed! Herein is the Amontillado. As for the chase, he is an ignorant <coughs> Take care! <coughs> Be careful there! He stepped unsteadily forward while I followed immediately at his heels. In an instant we had reached the extremity of the niche, and finding his progress arrested by the rock, stood stupidly bewildered. A moment more and I had fettered him to the granite. <coughs> In its surface were two iron staples, distant from each other, about two feet horizontally. From one of these depended a short chain, from the other a padlock. He is too astounded to resist. I have the key. Pass your hand over the wall. You cannot help feeling the nighter. Indeed, it is very damp. Once more, let me implore you to return. No? Then I will positively leave you. But I must first render you all the little attentions in my power. <coughs> the Amontillado! True, true, the Amontillado. As I said these words, I busied myself among the pile of bones of which I've spoken before. 
soon uncovered a quantity of building stone and mortar. With these materials, and with the aid of my trowel, I began vigorously to wall up the entrance of the niche. I had scarcely laid the first tier of my masonry when I discovered that the intoxication of Fortunado had in a great measure worn off. The earliest indication I had of this was a low moaning cry from the depth of the recess. It was not the cry of a drunken man. There was then a long and obstinate silence. second tier, and the third, and the fourth, and then I heard the furious vibrations of the chain. The noise lasted for several minutes, during which, that I might hearken to it with the more satisfaction, I seized my labors and sat down upon the bones. Oh. When at last the clanking subsided, I resumed with the trowel and finished without interruption the fifth and the sixth and the seventh tier. The wall was now nearly upon a level with my breast. Oh, I again paused and holding the flambeau over the mason work threw a few feeble rays upon the figure within. succession of loud and shrill screams, bursting suddenly from the throat of the chained form, seemed to thrust me violently back. <laughs> For a brief moment I hesitated. I trembled. Unsheathing my rapier, I began to grope with it about the recess. But the thought of an instant reassured me. I placed my hand upon the solid fabric of the catacombs. I felt satisfied. I reapproached the wall. be gone. For the love of God, 
Fortunato. Fortunato! No answer still. I thrust the torch through the remaining aperture. I let it fall within. There came forth in return only a, a jingling of the bells. My heart grew sick on account of the dampness of the catacombs. I hastened to make an end of my labor. I forced the last stone into its position and plastered it up. In pace requiescat. <laughs> Production was done by Marielle Wanaker-Temple, Nick Hewson, Judy Pierce, and Andrew Ward. Editing and post-production by Ben Pierce. 3D Horrify create 3D audio horror and science fiction plays available to download from www.3dhorrify.com. Listen with headphones in the dark.